Hi guys, welcome back to Even More Eyes. Today we are going to be okay. I'm actually talking like this because you know, and Alan from last week decided that she sound more like a YouTuber or something. Uh, <laughs> so, so we are rounding off our season um, by discussing the epic, the delicious, the magnificent. From my initial adjectives, you kind of already know how I Ooh, feel about this. Film. I wonder how you feel Everything, about this film. <laughs> Mm, yeah, you know, uh, mm. so mm. title of the film, Everything Everywhere All at Once is probably already in the podcast thingy before you clicked onto it. I mean, it's a beautiful film to end the season on because we started with a multiverse and we ended with a multiverse, multiverse. as well. And then we put and then we put a galaxy far, far away in the middle of the sandwich. So um, <laughs> this film is I'm so excited to be talking about this film. I am joined by my co-host, James. If you do not know who's already on this podcast at this Hi. point, we're already on episode 52. <laughs> get with the program uh, <laughs> I knew, James, I knew we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have taken D- drugs before this uh, before this particular <laughs> <laughs> well anyway. I have had quite a bit of sugar so um, Humphy Baby um, mm. give us a uh, synopsis of this <laughs> okay so the story centres around a Chinese American family in some part of America and the matriarch of the family is Evelyn, played by the fantastic Michelle Yeoh. And she owns a laundromat where at the beginning of the film, just everything is happening literally all at once. Uh, she's got issues mm. with her daughter. There's kind of like an estrangement. Her husband is... Clearly, there's stuff going on with him. There's a bit of an issue with uh, in their marriage. Uh, she's trying to sort out all these taxes and so on. She's got an audit coming, and then her father has come over from China, and she's she's having to try and look after him as well. He's not particularly the easiest character. The daughter as well. They try and deal with the fact that the daughter has a girlfriend and introduce her into the family, and so you just you go into the film with just ten things happening all at once. So then yeah, they go to yeah. the tax office where they see another person who's fantastic in this film Jamie Lee Curtis playing a IRS agent <laughs> which is just absolutely like, absolutely terrible yeah. and um, <laughs> then something starts to happen where Michelle Yeoh finds herself split not just across say two realities but multiple realities and the film just takes off from there that's as much I want to probably to say at this point before we yeah. get into spoilers and stuff like that. But yeah. I think you basically gave like the breakdown of the first part of the film because the film mm. is like divided into three parts mm-hmm. based on like the three parts of the title, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. And they gave this, you get this true sense of this is a Chinese American family just from the setting the relationship, the dynamics, the the food, the way they converse, like mm-hmm. the fact that I think they're probably first generation and then the daughter is like second generation. Mm-hmm. So she has a very different sensibility. She speaks in a very different way with like the fully Americanized accents. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of like doesn't have as much knowledge of like Mandarin Chinese. I think that's what they were speaking. You know, and then you have the grandfather who is, you know, basically an, an immigrant at this point. You get that like inter-family dynamic, which... Unless you're part of a family that has had that sort of experience, you mm-hmm. wouldn't really understand how refreshing it is to see that on screen. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, understand that weird dynamic of like this cultural exchange, but also the intergenerational divide between mm-hmm. like the grandfather and then like parent and then the child and the differences in the expectations of what they expect their relationships to be like. And yes. Yeah. Just that grounding alone from the beginning, I absolutely loved it. It doesn't give you this sense of, 
oh, this is what they are. It doesn't spell it out for you. You just have to observe it and you can kind of see it already that there is this sort of rift that kind of exists both between Evelyn and her father, Evelyn and her daughter, daughter. but also Evelyn and her husband, mm. who seems to almost be in a world of his own where he <laughs> is just this fun-loving, you know, almost oh, childishly Wayland. playful Absolutely person. Love I him. loved him yeah. so much. I loved him. He was he was just a beautiful person. But then, like, understanding that that nature of his, what it meant by the time you get to the end of the film, mm. I literally shed a tear at that point. And mm. I don't cry in films a lot, but at that point, I actually kind of cried a bit in the film because it was just incredible Mm -hmm. so getting into the actual meat of the film Mm. now the film is supposed to be a multiverse film and it's loosely science fiction based in the sense of the idea of everything you do sets off a different chain of events in a parallel universe where you become a different kind of person and so on and so forth and then i think at this foundational premise is just the idea that in a particular universe they had harnessed the technology to be able to access the mind and the um, abilities of like parallel versions of yourself in other universes and then led to this almost insanely wacky story in the sense like you can kind of see like this loosely science fiction concept but the way it is executed is this absolutely insane it's just insane yes (laughs) the extent to which it goes it goes silly it goes dangerous it's it's a very strange mix of feelings where you're like this is somewhat serious but also not very serious it gets (laughs) gruesome in some parts but also gets really funny in some parts and you're like what what the hell like that's why the film is such a thrill to me. It's, it has so many elements, but I realize I've been talking for a while now, so I'm just going to just pass the <laughs> baton back to you because I, I could keep going for like 15 straight minutes. So. But that, I think that's indicative of the film, really, or yeah. you know, so representative that you have this mixture of reactions and you, you sort of start down one particular thread thinking about say, the interpersonal dynamics like you mentioned of the family yeah. or or some of the, the logistics of the world and obviously then building in this concept of the multiverse plus, you know, all the various different realities that we get to see um, Michelle Yeoh in and their tangents as well. You know, when we talked about Multiverse of Madness, which is obviously the comparison at the moment, in Multiverse of Madness, there was that one scene where they obviously flipped through all those different realities, like the paint reality mm. and so on. Where with this, it's yeah. literally you go down these different routes where she's a chef, she's uh, that weird kind of thing with her hands having hot dogs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm not surprised, therefore, that you, you know, you're having, you, as I say, you just ramble on and on and on in, in terms of the, just every kind of tangent of it. And I guess that's going to be the difficulty of this podcast is how do we, <laughs> we sort of contain it within <laughs> within our, you know, our recording. Yeah, so I'm with you 110% on this. I thought it was one of the quirkiest, but also most inventive, but also most, I guess, like, heartwarming and and soulful films that I've definitely seen this year and probably in in a, a, for a very long time you know when you see a title like that you just think oh no and that's what I think put me off initially I thought how on earth I mean yes love Michelle Yeoh and obviously we've talked about her a number of times on this podcast already but I just wondered what on earth were they going to do with this in terms of again you evoke a multiverse and it just you look at the trailer and you think this is just crazy but actually the fact that the core of the film deals with I think what they see as 
the two sort of monumental pushes and pulls, I guess, around human beings across all various different verses, if you like, which is that between yeah. no connection and a kind of complete separation, I guess, a form of nihilism, and on the other hand, connection yeah. with someone. And that really yeah. is the kind of the heart of the film. You know, it's yes. about, yes. like you said, between her and her father, though that sort of takes a little bit of a back step to her and the daughter, which I think is just yeah. so, it was very refreshing to see that. I think the two of them played yeah. it wonderfully. You understand from both, you know, Michelle Yeoh's point of view or Evelyn's point of view, and you understand from the daughter's point of view. And you, you do wonder at one point whether she is going to, you know, because one of the parts of the plot is this, like, what was it, like a, a, a black hole bagel or something like that? Yes. <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you you get you get that sort of representation. I think of just ultimate again, ultimate nihilism and mm. her daughter falling into that because yeah. it's all just too much. And I think at that point in the film, you wonder whether she's going to let her daughter go into that. And um, yeah, and funny enough, I went to see it with with Alan, and I will say that he made a very mm. good point that if you suggested that that could have a serious mental health impact where you know you're saying okay well going down that route is somehow okay as in like to give yourself over to to nihilism which you know is this is it it's representative itself of of things like suicide and and so on and the fact that she reached out and she pulled her daughter back from that no it's not necessarily clear at the end of the film what direction they're going to go in but they they will you know it sounds like they're going to be much closer together it it yeah. is far more optimistic we'll we'll go into various other things but my first reaction i i i like you said i had so many um responses by the end of the film but you just, it's one of those films you walked out with just a big smile on your face you had been yes. entertained yes. by the action you, the sheer wacky quirkiness of the film was just totally <laughs> you know winning over the acting i think is brilliant across the whole of the cast yeah. um I, yeah i just mm. thought it was yeah which is absolutely fantastic yeah but yeah that that's yeah. most i'll say on it for now and then we can come back I love how you were able to condense the core essence of the film down to that because I really thought that like at the heart of all the wackiness and everything else that's going on around it and the humor and the action scenes and all of that it's really a story about connect versus disconnect that's yes. really what yes. all, all it is about mm -hmm. and all the dimensions of connect versus disconnect and all the dynamics that play into all of that so like the father-daughter relationship the mother-daughter relationship the spousal relationship between them I think at the beginning mm -hmm. you get to see this weird they're in this weird kind of in-between tension of between connection and disconnection which is that they seem connected on the surface but they're actually all very disconnected yes they're almost like going through the motions of being a family which is like you know i am the dutiful daughter i am the doting wife i am the mother who has to be present you know i'm the daughter who has to like attend this family function i'm the husband who is helping run this business with my wife so they they seem kind of connected on the surface but in reality they all feel kind of like fragmented and isolated in a sense and i think what really happened with the whole like when that alternate version of like the daughter shows up and actually is almost like the ultimate form of disconnect, which is like, I have been through every multiverse. I've seen myself in a thousand places and I now realize that nothing really matters. Everything is a mess, you know, and none of this even means anything. But then I think what was beautiful about that was that in the undercurrent was when Evelyn said, so if nothing mattered, why did you come and find me? Yes, yeah. And that sort of like proved the point that like, even at the heart of this disconnect was this 
unending yearning for connection. And the whole point was like, even if I feel this way, I'm going to go find a version of you that feels exactly the way I do so I don't feel so alone. And I thought that was just incredible to watch in the sense of like mm. how the two of them sort of like balanced out that schism between connect and disconnect because Joy's version of, okay, we are going to be the two almost ultimately disconnected people and we're just going to end it all and disappear from this plane of existence and from every plane of existence. While Evelyn's version was like, yes, we, we are going to exist in this weird form of existence, but we are going to coexist regardless. We are going to enjoy every little brief moment of connection we have mm. across every form of time and space. Mm. And I thought it was almost like this beautiful juxtaposition of two people who were essentially thrown into the same circumstance but then had very different responses to it and i kind of get the sense of what alan was trying to say in terms of like the mental health subtext of you know if someone does feel that level of despair is it okay to just be like well it's fine that you feel that way and i'm just going to let you go off and like end your existence yes yeah. but then at the same time i kind of also understood where evelyn was coming from because part of what even caused the problem in the first place was her own controlling nature. Yes. Yeah. So she was like, if my controlling nature caused the problem, why am I still trying to be in control even now? Like that scene, especially I could just see from her reaction that that must have been a very difficult decision to make, but it was kind of like a point of self reflection of like, I cannot control everything. And sometimes I just have to let people be who they are. But in the end though, pulling joy back from that cliff again, was also part of that whole overarching narrative of like, I can't let you go really when the entire premise is that you came to find me. Yes, yeah. So yeah. if you came to find me, then finding me must have been for something. Like, yes. Which is that I'm going to stop you from dropping over the edge. And it, the same thing even happened when they were in that alternate world where the two of them were just rocks. And that was hilarious yeah. to me. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes <laughs> of the entire film. Great. But the thing is that yeah. like, that was like the literal going over the cliff. Yes, and yes, yes. What happened was like, she, she went over the cliff and Evelyn was like, you're trying to go over the cliff, but I am coming with you. Yeah. I, I, I am like, regardless of where you go, I will be with you. And that, that was to me just the most heartfelt, most beautiful part of the film, which is that it came down to that whole idea of connection. Mm. But then that idea of connection again, the person that I think really, really, really captured it in the most beautiful way was Raymond. Raymond's character from the beginning, you kind of think he's kind of like a dit or like a clotty kind of person. But when you realize that like what Raymond actually is, is almost like the ultimate manifestation of love, which I thought was kind of interesting that they put that into a male character because rarely ever do you see in most stories, it's almost like there's always like the cold, hardened man and then yes, you meet like this yeah, damsel yeah. who comes in and shows them the light. And, and this film almost like gender swapped that completely because ever was a more like pragmatic person who is like there's so much to do i have this to do i have that to do i have a thousand and one responsibilities why can't you help me why can't you be just a little bit more practical and then you now realize that raymond for me represents the ultimate version of love in the sense that like the raymond that even comes to meet evelyn from his world had never met evelyn yes yeah 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 so somehow somehow despite this schism across time space and the time space continuum that their relationship endured through every manifestation of time and space and you know raymond had to come get evelyn the raymond in um, evelyn's world was still desperately trying to be connected even though in his own awkward childish playful way but that was his way of like trying to counter against like the stresses of life you could you could kind of see what he was doing by the time 
the other Raymond in the other multiverse where she was a successful movie star kind of explained his ethos and his and philosophy, which is that in a world where everything is painful and difficult, I can see all of that, but I choose to be kind every time. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I thought that was just incredible. Like, I just love that scene so yeah. much because that scene outside of Evelyn's world, like, let's call it Evelyn Zero, which is the one that we start with. That scene happens in a parallel universe, but then that scene goes ahead to inform how we understand Evelyn's universe in terms of who Raymond is in that universe, you know. Like when he said that final line of, I know we went our separate ways, but if there's a world somewhere, I would always have enjoyed just running a coin laundry with you. And Mm. I thought... What is Evelyn's nightmare in one world is Raymond's dream. Dream in another, and, yeah. You know, it's just wild to see that. But I think I like I will say a thousand and one things about this film, and there is so much I could say, but <laughs> there was one thing that I knew I was always going to say yeah. when we we're going to discuss this was like the thing that I thought was the most brilliant part is the difference between how Evelyn and Joy use their access to the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So Joy used her access to the multiverse as a way of invalidating every multiverse. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. sense that like I could have been anywhere, I could have been doing anything, I could have been in any composition in any part of the universe. So that means that every vers- version of us doesn't matter. Mm, Meanwhile, yes. what Evelyn did was almost more intelligent, which is she used the multiverse yes, as a way to understand yes, every other yes, multiverse. Yes, yes, so it's like yeah. getting to see everything that she could have become and all the paths that she could have taken and trying to say that everything comes with its pros and cons, you know, becoming a successful singer in one world meant that me, that I also had to be blind. There were so many things that she could see, Mm. but then even the conversations that she was having across multiverses was helping her understand just the capacities that she could have in one. So it's like, there's an entire universe where we don't even use our hands for anything. So that means that even as I'm here, it means it's, I'm fully capable of doing a lot of things without my hands, you know, it's it's stuff like that. that I thought was just wonderful. Like, and that's why I love the film so much. It was just that sense of being able to educate yourself or inform yourself from understanding all the alternatives that things could be. That is my ultimate thing that I took away from this film that I loved so much. And this is me trying to intentionally curate what I'm saying, because otherwise, like I said, this is going to be one of those podcasts (laughs) that I'll just talk forever. So that is actually the core of what I wanted to talk about yeah. as far as this film was concerned. And now I'm going to hand over to you and you can... Um, yeah, so there's a couple of things actually from from what you were saying there. One about Waymond and the other one about the idea of all these various different pathways. I mm. think when it comes to Waymond, like you said, the fact he is this this enormously kind character who and showing yeah. that that actually does lead to outcomes which... Uh, are better for everybody you know i mean that's how he yeah. solves the what becomes almost the it's monumental in a way but mundane matter of the tax audit what yeah. i loved about it was in sort of comparison with the matrix neo learns that he can obviously warp the reality of the matrix in order to to defeat the uh, agents and stuff that's the big climactic moment at the end of the first matrix with this obviously mm. michelle yo by the time she gets to about three quarters of the way through the film she's just i mean it's like it's off the chain in terms of the stuff she can do yeah where she can, can't she even yeah. stop bullets as well i think that's a yeah. thing yeah now the step they then take where she says she's going to incorporate what he does She's mm. no longer like trying to smash all these people in and, and, you know, basically kill them over and over again. She's actually mm-hmm. going to turn it around where she's used 
his approach, his methodology, or if you like, or his his kind of attitude of kindness in order to solve that particular problem. And I thought that was absolutely yeah. fantastic because often, yeah. you know, we've talked about this with heroes. They do use violence and, and we get into this whole debate about is it justified, is it not justified? And with this, they yeah. felt like there had been that final evolution that also at the same time <laughs> is her recognising the virtues of her husband, you know, something which she's found yeah. irritating and so on and I don't disagree yeah. with that necessarily because you can see at times he's quite passive but then ultimately he, yeah. you know that it affirms him as well so that's what I'd say yeah, for, exactly. for, for Wayman but then on the other hand what I liked was we talked about this again with with Doctor Strange the idea of how many mm. uh, continuities end up with the same results if you like and I know we obviously talked a little yeah. bit about the subtle variations within um, within Multiverse of Madness the thing I loved about this was also they gave the suggestion that in one of these realities she fell in love with Jamie Lee Curtis's character and what yeah, you think exactly what you think passes off initially is this kind of joke about the fact she's got hot dogs for hands and and then there's a mm. bit where they're playing the piano with their feet but it genuinely seemed yeah. like this was one continuity that that was taking place where she had actually fallen in love with Jamie Lee Curtis. And that exists yeah. alongside all yeah. the other continuities yeah. that we we see. The meta-narrative of all of this is that divide, like you said, between people seeing meaninglessness and despair and so on and then on the other hand it being about fundamental human connections that that can exist across these yeah. variations in in just this one yeah. one person's life and i just thought the fact they yeah. had that particular continuity was just so sweet the fact that that takes place mm. with with all the other ones as well the last thing i i guess i'll say for just for this bit i suppose is that like you said the whole thing with the multiverse the concept of it mm. can lead you to the idea of like, would I be happier elsewhere or, or the choices yeah. I made in life, you know, have gone down mm. these different avenues and some things are tiny, like it's just little things turning mm. left or turning right. The people that you meet that would later go on or if you hadn't have met them i mean we we can look at this in this podcast like if we had never met we wouldn't yeah. be here sitting and doing this there's exactly. maybe another continuity yeah. out there and i think that yeah that the there was an emotional aspect to that and i think the film really concentrates on it like evelyn's regrets about meeting waymond at one point uh walking yeah. out on her yeah. family at another there was also which i think really just reiterates what you were trying to say the concept of a multiverse could lead you into that idea of, well, you know, so what? You know, if, if I did this, I did that. It, what, what does it matter? But actually, like you said, I think that's and it's just such a good point about the fact that she doesn't use it to do that. She uses it to try and understand. And that doesn't invalidate all those other versions. I think that from a sort of like a storyteller's point of view, seeing something new with this character who decides to approach the issue of the, like the conflict, if you like, in a very different way, combined with the fact that it was just very touching. And, you know, you'd walk the yeah. streets and just think, you know, oh, if I had done this or if I had done that, or if I hadn't have done this, if I hadn't have done that, where would my life be now? But like you said, then it also helps you to understand your current situation, which is, of course, what she does in the film. Yeah, and I think that all of that ties quite nicely to 
what I thought was my favorite thing about the film, which was the complete shift in attitude by the time we get to the end. Mm. At the beginning of the film, you could see that she sort of like saw the world that she was in as a sort of like, as like this thing that could have been so much more. Yes. And I think by the time we get to the end, she realizes, or at least I can get the sense that she realizes that this life that she has is just one of the many so much mores. Yes, like, yes, and yes, yes. There is this sense of, because, you know, by the time you get to the end, she has this capacity to actually access all of herself all the time. So I think in a sense, she kind of realizes by the end of the film that sitting down here in this office, trying to do my tax returns with this IRS agent, who, by the way, in some parallel universe somewhere is my wife. Mm. And, and I'm with my husband and with my dad, who is kind of annoying here, but there is a different universe in which he is actually the head of like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, she, she kind of has this, I, I get this sense by the end of the film that she has an almost new appreciation for what her life is and is just able to be like, you know what, this is what it is. And that's fine too. It, I think it's in that scene when they're like asking, you know, are you listening? And she's like, yep, yep, yep. I'm here. And, mm. you know, I get this feeling of for her, that's almost like saying I could literally be anywhere else right now. Mm. but i'm here mm. Mm. and yes yeah that i thought was incredible like that, that was it sort of like takes everything everywhere all at once and condenses it back down to where we all began mm. which is being kind of present in the life that she's in without seeking that need to escape because now she can if she so chooses yes. but she decides that you know this is going to have to be enough yes yes and yes yes I would almost put that as like my final word because I don't want to say it too much. Otherwise, this would go on forever. But hey, we did quite I well loved so the far. fact that there was that. Yeah, exactly. But I thought there was that expansiveness of the of the world that the film gave us, and the fact that like it begins at a point, explodes into basically everything, and collapses back into that point, but with a new perspective and a new understanding yes, yes, yes. and a new sense of appreciation. I thought that was like the best way the film could have ended. Yes, and. Yeah, if you didn't get a sense of how much I love this film, I love this film very much. Mm. Like it's now easily within like the easily within the top five. Yeah. When it comes to multiverse films, once again it's like the idea of the singular narrative or the fact that the universe that you are from is the one that's the most important. And I think in this I liked the fact that it was there was one universe that obviously started to help them, but helped them for very self-interested reasons and called itself the Alpha Universe, right? Uh, even though Michelle mm. Yeoh is in, or the, the Evelyn that they need is in another universe. And I thought that was a brilliant mm. kind of decentering where actually we follow her, even though by the end she's in a completely different status because she's had interactions with all these others. But I like the fact that mm. part of the enemy of the film became the Alphaverse. And again, that idea of putting a singular uh, universe on top of all other universes. And I just liked, mm -hmm. again, they dealt with that in this where Multiverse of Madness, we have our, I guess, continuity. We we know the Benedict Cumberbatch we watched at the beginning of the film is the, is the one that even though he goes on these other, he sees these other different heroes and, you know, the continuity in Marvel that we think that we think there's just that one continuity, I guess, uh, that is the yeah, most important, yeah. the centre of the film. This film just completely displaces that. And mm. yeah, and then the last thing, I guess, uh, if I haven't sort of mentioned it enough, is just uh, it's just Michelle Yeoh. I just, you know, I don't know how she did this. <laughs> 
I, well, she did it. I yeah, and I I just love that. Even in again the the Evelyn Zero character, she's this brilliant kind of like she's tough and severe but at the same time she's clearly someone who who's panicking a lot and just lives with that you know yeah. degree of anxiety she flails a lot in the film there's this real kind of like her, her uh, comedy to her like her humor is brilliant uh but at the same time mm. then and then she's got to do whatever it is like a hundred other you know michelle yo's so yeah mm. i i think that's the last thing i'll say on it i mean i just think She's absolutely fantastic, but they all are. I have to say, it's 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 an ensemble yes. performance. You know, it's an ensemble and it's beautiful. And I like the fact that it just this feels like this is the film I've been waiting for all my life. <laughs> it's like, thank you for giving me a film that is centered on something that's not like another white man. And yes, yes, you know, it's 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 about a different world. It's about. A universe it's about a concept that i kind of appreciate but it's also told in a way that's very compelling mm. it has a lot of elements that i can kind of personally relate to you know like the family dynamics and stuff like that and it's just <laughs> you know <laughs> it, has, it just, just has to be reduced incredible. to noises <laughs> i have to read like the english language didn't create a word for it and and I'm just like, ah, 10 out of 10, 10 out of, 10 out of fucking 10. Okay. Like yeah. done. That's, four, four, that's me. Four, I'm done. Four I'm thumbs done. up. Four thumbs up. <laughs> like eight four thumbs, thumbs up, up. 10 thumbs you know, up. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight thumbs up. You know, I'm also doing a thumbs up with my toes because in the world, <laughs> in the movie, that is completely valid. So, um, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once was everything. Yes. You, you are like you said you are engaged on so many levels but not yes at times it is overwhelming I will I will say that but I do think it manages to sort of you can flow between some incredibly entertaining well choreographed action the visuals of it are just stunning at yeah. times and yet there are yeah. these moments like you said the moment with the two rocks is this absolute oasis of stillness in the film which is telling exactly. you some extremely <laughs> important it's an, it's an extremely important moment in the plot of these two finally yeah. starting maybe to move towards each other, but done in the most surreal yeah. fashion possible. It's a, yeah. And it's a brilliant it's, scene. It's just, it, I, I cannot, a, like you said, the, the language does not describe it. Something has to be seen where you go from such yeah. intensity, such kind of like weaving in and out to this moment of, pure and, and people were laughing it was a mix of like people laughing and then it kind of a stillness as you're looking at these two rocks that are being <laughs> subtitled yeah i yeah i i look, i mean and i can't wait to see it again you know that's the thing i really want yeah. to see this film again i really want mm. to see it again <laughs> you know but it's yeah it's rounding off this entire point of us being absolute fangirls um See you all uh, during the next season. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Go and see if it, you probably have seen it. That's why you're listening to us. If you haven't seen it for yeah. some reason, you must go and see everything. 
everything, everywhere, everywhere all, at once. all at once. You can go and see it because, anytime, anywhere, because, now. Go and see it now. <laughs> now, like right, right now. Anyway, so that being said, we will we will catch you at, on the next episode, yeah. which would be something about dinosaurs. But anyway, um, oh. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> see you. All right, signing off. Bye. <laughs>